Hello, everyone. Welcome to Baca Reviews, a brand new show on Baca Talk where we are going to review anime mostly, maybe some other things, maybe some movies, maybe some series. Today is episode one with Spirited Away, and we're going to review it with my co host, uh, Ramen Cat. E. That's your name. Also, is Sir Boom. Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, that's that. That's the show. We review stuff now. Um, well, no, that's not. Well, this show. <laughs> this that's what show. we do. We'll still have the main show where we talk about other things, but this is our review show, and we're gonna get right into Spirited Away, which we all just watched. Uh, some of us for the first time. Yeah, some of us is their first Ghibli film ever watched. Yes, this is the first Ghibli film I've ever watched. It's the same for me. And this is I've never seen Spirited Away before. Ramen Cat has seen Spirited Away before. Many times in bits and pieces, because I'm cursed. I can never watch this movie all the way through in one go. <laughs> Even the time you actually had to watch it for the show, you had to watch it, what, two halves, you said? Yes, <laughs> because I was, watching, I was watching it with my niece, and then my family came home, and it was just nothing but chaos, and I shut it off because no one has any respect to let me watch a movie, even though they all, it's like a, a, a religious right to. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, screw it. And I waited till later in the evening to finish watching it. Okay. So you, so what'd you do? Like get like an hour into it and then had to stop for like a while? Yeah, I, I got halfway through it. And... I mean, that's not too oh, bad i mean it's not bad compared to my previous ones where i watch one half two years later i watch yeah. the other half <laughs> two years down the road i try to watch it again and i catch the ending of it right and i catch the beginning of it again you know? didn't you you told me that uh one time with you you watch you specifically like fast forwarded through it and then you just specifically watched the ending one time yeah because okay. i hadn't I got to see it. it at that point like i've only i had only seen the first half so yeah. I'm cursed not to be able to watch it in one setting. <laughs> well, what's hopefully is the curse is broken. Movie. Oh, it's um, the only movie. It's the only movie that happens with. Okay. Well, the curse is broken because you've watched it all the way through, and now you can put your thoughts onto the internet for it to be forever immortalized. I'm going to address YouTube. the Twitter officials. I'm going to address the Twitter officials. What so, are you going to address? I don't know something. Fair enough. Anyways. Anyways, to start out, we're going to give a very short, quick recap in case you've forgotten this 2001 movie that everyone except us has seen, apparently. Uh, widely considered one of the greatest animated movies of all time and widely beloved. Yeah, I mean, it just beat out. It was just beaten out by Mugen Train yeah. two years ago. Yep. As the Not most even that. Back in highest grossing film in japan yeah which is crazy film. i mean i can see why and we'll get into that later but uh yeah so the quick synopsis of this show or a movie it is definitely just a movie yep um basically it takes place the main character uh chihiro or chi chihiro chihiro, chihiro or as she's mainly known in the movie as sen uh is moving to a new town with her family. And as they're about to get to their new house, they find this mysterious tunnel that brings them to this, what they think is an abandoned theme park. And things end up happening where Chihiro and her family end up getting trapped in the spirit world. Or more specifically, this area in the spirit world, which is like a resort slash bathhouse for spirits yep uh sends parents get turned into pigs because reasons they just started so they they went through the the thing and they sat down and just started eating because they figured it was like a restaurant yeah and then they got turned into pigs and then sen gets rescued by uh haku or haiku right haku haku which is a character that we'll go into probably later yep and Haku tells uh, Chihiro to basically get work in the hotel or else she's going to get eaten or turned into a pig. So Chihiro does. She makes a contract with the witch or the basically the hotel manager and she gets her name stolen. She gets 
renamed as Sen, and then she starts her job in the hotel. Things happen near the end that do we want to spoil right away? Yes, this is a spoiler review. I All think. right, spoiler thing. So things happen where she's doing different various things in the hotel. Some things good, some things she messes up on. And it's actually all very entertaining. And at the end of it, she ends up helping or returning a stolen thing that Haku, which turns out to be uh, Yubaba's, which is the manager of the hotel, a witch. Uh, Haku steals an artifact from Yubaba's sister, which is named Zaniba. And basically they're identical twins, one half of each uh, yin yin yang type of people. And Haku steals something, gets poisoned by a spell that's on the artifact or the magical item. So Sen returns at the end of the movie the item to Zaniba to basically save Haku because they become friends throughout the movie. And very different things happen at the end of it. And basically, the ending of it is uh, Chihiro or Sen basically goes on an adventure through the hotel doing different things. There's a moment where uh, it's actually kind of a funny moment with like how she runs like a bathhouse for like a stink demon and stuff. Yeah. Um, the very ending of it happens where she meets up with Zaniba at, in a faraway place and Zaniba helps her rescue her parents that are pigs by... I don't really know. The ending was kind of confusing for me. Um, the way the ending goes is she gets back. Um, Haku or Haku or oh, how do we say it? it? Tells her to get rid of uh, Sen's contract, and when Sen returns, um, character we haven't mentioned, but basically uh, the witch's kid tell tells her not to. Oh yeah, do, Poe. Yeah, not to do the trial that the witch was gonna have yeah. Chihiro do, and uh, Chihiro ends up doing it anyways. And she's like, "None of these pigs are my parents." Yeah, she has to pick out her parents from a lineup of pigs because apparently lots of people get turned into pigs or something. <laughs> I think so. Um, <clears throat> or they just have a bunch of pigs. She passes the test, um, and then the witch Yubaba allows her and her parents to go home. Um, and it ends with them going back to their house, a happy family type of thing. So yeah. the main part of the movie is uh, Chihiro working in the hotel and doing various different things. I'm pretty sure after all of this, Chihiro just went and joined the Demon Slayer Corps. <laughs> I don't know. Like, she seemed to, like, actually learn. Like, it starts off of her being very bratty, like. Like yeah. she's kind of like pouting and throwing a fit that she's moving, which I mean is kind of understandable yeah. for a 10 year old. But she also seems like a very disrespectful child in a way, which is odd for Japanese children sometimes. Um, especially in a culture like that. And then I think through the ordeal that she goes through, she very much like learns her lesson. I think that's kind of what the main movie, the main part of the movie is like the moral of the story mm -hmm. is like, learning how to work in a way i don't seem to work on my knee shoes like i want to work now yeah <laughs> i just started picking stuff up oh there you go yeah <laughs> so yeah. yeah that was our recap yeah it's a very brief recap i don't want to spoil it's, a lot of it yeah cause... it's there, there's not a lot to spoil either it's mostly just she hangs out at this uh at this bathhouse and works for most of the movie. Yeah. And then some things happened and then she the ending came. Yep. And that's um, the end of our review. So just, There we go. We're all done. <laughs> in case you forgot how the movie goes, that's what happens. It's very... So we're going to move into our first overall thoughts of the movie. It is very like Disney, early Disney-esque like storytelling style. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of movies like the early um trying to pick one in particular kind of reminded me of this is an early 2000s oh maybe it is princess and the frog mm -hmm. that's early 2000s right never seen it never seen that one nope 
Oh, anyways, it's like the princess gets turns and gets turned into a frog, uh. and she's like, it's a Louisiana like princess story. Uh. So like, she has to like. All I remember is I got friends on the other side. Yeah, it's just, that's where that <laughs> song comes from. Because there's a witch doctor that turns her into a frog. And she has to help a prince that was also turned into a frog and herself become human again. So it's kind of like a similar story to this. Kind of. I think it's, uh, Studio Ghibli movies tend to like, they all have like their own unique core theme, but they also yeah. just have like a little, uh, a base theme to follow along to or kind of a beat. It was just, it's to kind of flesh out the world and like, mm-hmm. let you see it without I mean, the character distracting you too much from it. Yeah. This was the most original story I've watched in a while. Yeah. Like the princess and the frog was just like the closest I could think of. That's like, that's a Disney movie. That's like this, because yeah. I think a lot of people take Ghibli films in Disney and they're like, well, Disney's the American Ghibli and Ghibli's the Japanese Disney. Yeah. I mean, they're just two different companies that work partner together. Yeah, they just have very similar philosophies for animation and stuff in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's similar storytelling. It's got that like whimsical, like we can do weird things with animation. So we're going to show you weird things because we can. And uh, it's like the whole bit of when she first gets into asking for a job and she asks it from the boiler room guy. Yep. And he doesn't have a job for her. But there's all those little like dust. Oh, the uh, soot sprites. The, the soot sprites that are carrying the coal and throwing it into the like furnace thing. And then one of it like drops it on his head. So she feels bad for it, picks it up and throws it in for her, for him. And then all of them are like, Oh, wait a second. And just drop it on yeah. their heads in front of her. You can't just go stealing other people's jobs. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. I like that whole bit. Just everything going on in that like, was just yeah. great. There's always, it's, that's yeah. the cool thing. There's always something in motion in, in most of these, in and most of the scenes and stuff. Yeah. It's there just... wasn't a lot of still frames, Mm-mm. like, which is surprising for an animated, especially anime. Yeah. Like you, you'd expect more still frames, but like even like the panorama shots of like the environment and stuff, mm-hmm. there's still wind or there's something. There's wind. Uh, yeah. grass is moving. Birds are flying. Like there are definitely, especially at the beginning, a bunch of moments where it's just like we made this really cool painting. Let us show you the cool painting. Yeah, it was so <laughs> well, cool. Like because the, uh, I guess he'd be the executive of the studio. Um. Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed. He's the director. This. Oh, he directed this, but he's also, I think, like the executive of the company nowadays. But um, one of the things that he wanted, if I remember it, with all of their movies, is basically you stop a frame and mm. it can be an art piece in itself. Yeah. yeah. And save for like a couple little like, I guess switching shots of like characters talking to each other every single scene you could stop and just like yeah i want to print that and make that a poster i actually i'm still might do it but watching this movie there's like four or five times where i was like i need to i was watching it on my tv so i couldn't do it if i was on my computer i would have but there's four or five times where i was like i need to screenshot this and just use as my background yeah yeah i love like there's and they're they're pretty deliberate about how they do it. Like this, there's a scene towards the beginning that's the street one, and it's like Chihiro walks out like from a little side street, and then it just like pans over mm-hmm. to the town or whatever. Yep. This um, era of storytelling is so cool because it's like right on the edge of of turning into like the CGI and uh, and digital artwork and stuff. So it's such a cool thing of like this is some of the best like 2D hand-drawn animation because it's like that's, it's been built on from everything. That's yeah. because Miyazaki actually just like disdains yeah. CGI. But I mean, just like this era, like... Um, oh, yeah, where there's just like... Uh, the Disney Atlantis movie came out around the same time. Oh, and yeah. And that movie looks really cool too because it's got that similar like... It, well, it was a mix of 2D and... Yeah, uh, it had a little bit of like... Uh, well, it's like they drew it to have, it, like you said, they drew it where every frame could be a painting. Mm-hmm. So that means they didn't have wasteful moments. Like yeah. every single thing that was animated in this movie felt like it was supposed to be there. Yeah. Like it wasn't just wasted. Like it wasn't just a panorama shot of the town that they're moving to. 
Yeah, it was, like, yeah. It's panorama of like the ghost town and yeah, right. Like like well the the stair step scene where yep. um Chihiro is like oh, heading yeah. down to the boiler works like just the sh- it's the whole purpose of it is just to show you the sheer scale of like the yeah. bathhouse is actually like this big spire. That was great. Like, so that's one thing I wanted to get into is I've watched a couple anime movies and most of them were like shonen type or actually just romance like type anime mm-hmm. movies. But watching this, like the way they portrayed the characters, like there wasn't a ton of dialogue. Yeah. Like everything was very animated, like facial expressions and the way they moved. But like Chihiro's first, like the first 45 minutes of this, when she was getting into the hotel and just about to like be like basically employed, mm-hmm. like the way she just acted was like the best way I've ever seen like a character portrayed in a movie. Yeah. Like even for like Disney movies, like I haven't seen a character that was portrayed like that. Yeah. Like the way she portrayed her emotions, like through her body language and stuff like that, like walking down the stairs was like actually like really cool. Like how mm-hmm. she was like hesitant at first. And then like halfway through the later part of the movie, she's like literally running across a pipe. That's like a break about to break. Yeah. And stuff. Like it's, it's cool to see like the growth and stuff just without dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. It's such an interesting movie. Cause like I finished it and I really liked it. And didn't really know why I really liked it. Same. It just it's has weird. It has that like vibe to it, and just like the plot is very, it's pretty simple. Like there's a few little twists that we'll probably get into more a little bit later, but like they're not. It's not super mind blowing. It's just kind of. I think part of it is it really focuses on its setting. Yeah, like and, the well, setting is the main part of the movie. It's a cozy yet yeah, adventure film yeah. place. Like it's it's that thing of I don't know I don't know proper way to describe it, but like stories can be told really well when they're in a tight space, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the bathhouse is the world. Yeah, and it's a small space, so it's like there's a lot going on there. Yeah, they focused it on a. The bathhouse is huge, but they don't show every bit of it. And they also like there's a town around the bathhouse and they still don't even show much of that. No, they show when like there's a spirit coming through and all the spirits are like closing their restaurants. Right. Yep. Yeah. They show like. In a way, that's the show like maybe Yababa's like influence on everything in that era area, Mm -hmm. because like she doesn't just control the bathhouse. She controls the town. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she actually controlled, like, that area. Like, that's her region. And I think that was, like, a cool way to portray it. Yep. I think from here we can get into our likes and dislikes, if we have any. And, the, like, my first major like is just the, the, the whole world, like, the whole feeling, like, the... I don't know how to describe it. The, the characters introduced into the world, and we don't get... We get it from her perspective where we don't know anything and she doesn't know anything. And she's just told like, you have to do this or you're going to get eaten. So she does it. And then even when she's in the world now, she doesn't really know anything. She's just kind of like cleaning this bathhouse that spirits come to hang out. Yeah. And there's just like a such a cool world building of like the first thing she uh, meets is like the boiler room. And then later we get to see her like uh, get the water from the boiler room guy. Like she sends the the tag down. Yeah. And so it's cool where you just see how everything's connected because you were already introduced to that guy. So you know how that situation works. And then you like get up to where the other parts of the, um, the, the, uh, the hotel called? Yeah. Hotel uh, sauna thing. Bathhouse. Yeah. Bathhouse. And then you get to see the other like half of it. So it's re- it's just a really cool setting where you get to see the entire how how basically the whole thing works from like the top of the Yababa's like executive power over everything. Yep. And then to like the random sludge monsters that like walk in that everyone's afraid of and nobody wants to clean and that to me was was probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah, was just everything about that the animation, the the story moment in that was just cool. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> the sludge monster coming in, everybody being terrified of it. You think it's going to be like 
Oh, was it wasn't even that they're terrified. It was he was literally just stunk so yeah. bad. He yeah. Well, they were food. terrified of that. that. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wanted to clean like, him. Nobody wanted to clean him. Yeah. Baba wanted the money. She's not going to like turn away a customer. So, of course, she just like forces it upon like the two like low end employees. Mm-hmm. And just the whole the whole thing about it was great. Um, I like the whole animation part. Like you see Chihiro like struggling to actually like just do her job. Yeah. Like the sludge, like she's walking through the sludge. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was great. And then like the whole like turnaround on it. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of like how since it wasn't an actual sludge monster, it wasn't an actual stink. I think they call it a stink spirit. Yeah. It turned out to be a water guardian. That was like basically just yeah. polluted with a bunch of trash and stuff because it was an actual spirit of a river. River, yeah. yeah. So and it was cool because that preludes what Haku is actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is cool because like they actually they don't teach you and they don't tell you what's going on in the world, but if something's going to matter, they at least try to bring it up in the story. Yeah, which is cool. They do. It is very set up. Like every situation that happens has a purpose it just doesn't like show it it doesn't tell you it just kind of shows you like that spirit gives her the uh the medicine the medicine thing that she uses later on in the story and just like um the sludge monster is getting clean and she's like there's something in here yep and it's a bicycle handle yeah and at first you're like what is the what is this all about and then once it gets pulled out and it's like, oh, this is the <laughs> spirit of a river. <laughs> it's just polluted. Yeah, which is great. Um, but yeah, that was a really cool part is the fact that they didn't like they didn't feel the need to do explanation dump. But then it wasn't also confusing like uh Mad yeah. God. Yeah. Like they explain things and it makes sense, and but yet they they let you figure it out. They let you be smart and figure it out at the same time. Yeah. You feel like you get the what's going on, even though it doesn't like tell you. It isn't super clear. It just yeah. like, oh, this I get it. It's it's not that complicated. I think one of the nice things about this, and I mean, this kind of has only died out in like a recent decade or so, is for essentially a children's movie, it doesn't feel the need to be erratic or hyper mm, at all right yeah like yeah. yeah scenes there's always stuff in motion but it's always at, like a very gentle calming pace like it's not oh gotta keep your attention to it all every second because yeah. it's moving so fast which i thought was kind of a nice thing it's like i've just kind of forgot like a lot of older movies were like that it's yeah kind of it- even though it was meant for kids, it was also set up in a way that it was like it was very mature. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I'm glad we brought it up. But like it does really remind me of the old Disney like Atlantis. Yeah. Like Atlantis, like one of my favorite parts in Atlantis is when they're when they drop to the bottom of the cave and they have to work their way back up like that whole. It's like a solid 10 minute scene. Yeah. Of them there's traveling. Mm-hmm. Not much dialogue. Not much is going on. But it's just like showing this cool world they're in. Yep. And Spirit Away does that really well, like in the train scene when she's going to uh, return the item to Zaniba. Uh, that's like a good at least five minute scene mm-hmm. of yeah. them just traveling. Showing yeah. you kind of the rest of the spirit world. Yeah. And it's cool. Like they focus on different aspects of it. And like, I don't know. It's just it felt like a very relaxing movie. Mm hmm. Which is great. I'm not used to like children's movies being like that nowadays. Most children's movies is just like there's got to be explosion. Yeah. yeah, there has and, to be a joke every two seconds. Yeah, and like we have to like explain this exact detail that's going on right now. Yeah, there, yeah. there's no real somberness in anything anymore. Yeah, exactly. And Spirited Away is more focused on like the awe and like the the tension in in each scene. Like her walking down the steps, there's just like a ton of tension of that. She's scared to like walk yeah. down um because it just just thinking about that situation too it's like it's really freaky there's no guardrail like even though walking down steps isn't that big of a deal like if you're in any situation just no guardrail drop off and she's 10 years old and so it's like i'm gonna slowly yeah. creep down the step so there's so much tension in scenes like that and then there's just like the awe and spectacle of like the train going over water and stuff like that that was real cool 
and then like they just show like the dragon flying in the sky yeah and like just like that artwork and stuff and it's it's really beautiful any more likes overall likes or dislikes big um, general things really like some of the kind of the underlying themes of it or at least what i got from it because i mean while generally like the internet's like it's about conquering fears like yeah that's kind of surface level there's a lot of like themes of you know no matter what no matter what you're going through you know don't forget who you are which is yeah, kind of a yeah. core theme because like yubaba controls everyone by basically in contracts like takes their names mm -hmm. right chihiro turns in the sen and then haku is the name of some river and yeah it, it's that was a cool thing of chihiro had a incident in her life like before all of this where she almost yep. drowned mm -hmm. and like they have like little brief scenes of like her in the water hanging on to something and then you find out the and, like haku is the only person that can like remember her original name because once her name has been taken like everyone thinks it's always been sin right yeah and she even forgets like what her name was and he's like no i remember what your name was yep. mm -hmm. because he was the river spirit that like saved her yeah. years ago. So it's like she had a, a friend from the beginning leading her through this. And I think that was kind of a cool analogy. It's like really no matter what life kind of throws at you, no matter like how terrifying or frightening it is, it's like you will always have someone there. You just kind of have to you know, open your eyes to it. Like, yeah. You, there's always going to be someone that will have your back. You just have to kind of show that you're willing to be helped yep <laughs> that's part of one of my likes of it is that there wasn't a very direct like theme or plot oh, there was a like, lot of themes like in it, yeah they there were wasn't, all like subs yeah there there so. wasn't a very direct one because a lot of times like comparing this to disney movies because it's kind of in the same like genre there's like the twist villain or whatever like there's always like oh this character was betraying you the whole time like frozen has like the one guy that the one main girl liked is like Hans. yeah is is like the one guy betrays them in the end or whatever yeah and it was like the the thing of like jumping into a relationship that you don't know anything about them and whatever and it was like it was just so it's so on the nose it's so like focused on that on that like big twist and spirited away really didn't have a moment like that like you could kind of see that some of these things were like shady or some of the characters didn't seem totally like legit in certain ways but when it showed what they really were it wasn't like this was a bad person the whole yeah, time it's like just, it's the nature of the even yubaba isn't really a villain nope. she's just kind of there and right. runs a business well I'm like she's just a business owner in oh, oh, oh go sorry ahead. go ahead no uh, i was gonna say like even like when zanaba and yababa Mm -hmm. the two sisters the two witches zanaba is like the gooder side yeah but in a way she's still morally ambiguous because yeah. like she turns things into other things right yeah like she's like oh don't don't do this or else i'm gonna turn you into something right mm -hmm. like she's not gonna kill them but she's just gonna turn them into a rat or yeah like and yeah baba still praises chihiro and stuff when she does a good job mm -hmm. and like she only like really yells at her like yeah. when she does something bad, it's not like they're threatening to murder somebody. Yeah, and it's not like at the end, Yababa <laughs> is like, oh, now I'm going to take revenge for what right. you've done or whatever. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, yep, you won. <laughs> yeah, this is our deal, so this will be fine. Like, And what's really cool, too, is like all the little sub-themes and stuff are not really... Yeah, I didn't think they were themes, per se, of just interjecting the story. They were the characters, like No Face. Oh, yeah. No face is kind of, if you think about it, like the way he starts out and stuff and the way he's treated is like a kind of an analogy for like loneliness and isolation. Because mm -hmm. here he is like everyone ignores him. Yeah. And then finally, when someone does acknowledge him, he like clings to it and literally becomes like a all consuming thing, which is a lot of times like you give a person an inch and they take a mile. They don't realize kind of boundaries. Yeah. But it's like at the same time, it's like it's a double edged character because here is a character like basically promising the world to Chihiro and she like is responsible enough and knowing her means is like, no, I don't need that. I don't want yeah. that. It's just kind of is is interesting. Like, no face really made the story for me. He was such a good character. Yeah. Like 
he is so interesting because he just kind of clung to Chihiro and like she let him in, but there wasn't any other like obvious reason why he yeah, liked her. She so much. showed him kindness. Yeah, it was just like he liked her and, a lot. Well, and he didn't and then, understand really how to. Like she was the only character at first. I don't think he actually wanted to hurt. Yeah. Like he was like with the tokens was trying to make it like here, here, take yeah, all the like, tokens. Here. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> he's just trying to be like friendly and helpful to her. Yeah. And she's like, I, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah. Like where everyone like, else was just greedy. Greedy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even Yababa is just like, it's a no face. You guys like let your greed take over you. Yeah. yeah. Yababa even realizes this and she's more like self-centered away because she doesn't want a no face to like consume her hotel. Yeah. But like Yababa's even just like, you're all a bunch of idiots. Like, yeah. <laughs> and and she knows this is a dangerous thing yeah. like, to have. And then she just starts like eating everyone. <laughs> Well, and then there's other characters with themes like Yubaba's giant baby, which terrified me the first time I ever seen this movie. <laughs> Especially when he's like, I'm going to break your arm. Yeah. Oh, that it, was probably the most, uh, uh, like, I felt the most feared for the main character at the yeah. moment. So I'm just like, but they're not going to do that. <laughs> that character is kind of an embodiment of everyone tells you to always be afraid of everything. And in the end, this character ends up becoming one of Chihiro's closest friends. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, we had a great time. She took me out and we seen the world. Yeah. And it's like, it's that thing of, I mean, really, those characters kind of go hand in hand. You have no face that's like loneliness and mm -hmm. how consuming it is. And then you have the fear of everything. Yeah. That keeps you locked up in a room, basically, and, you know, in an analogy, in an analogy way. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of things of you don't, have to be lonely you don't have to be a yeah friend. like yeah those can be minor aspects that can actually bring you closer to people mm -hmm. instead of just letting them be their own monsters basically yep and i think those things really help from like the story perspective of not making it like uh super predictable because a lot of times characters like that will have some single purpose in the story yeah we're like no face after at the end he just kind of like goes off and chills with Zeniba. There's no like big moment or ending of his character or whatever. It just, it makes the world feel so much more real and lived in when it's not like every thing that happens is just a plot point in the story. Yeah. It's yep. like, these are like themes and people that inhabit this world rather than just, this is setting up this thing and this is setting up this thing. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of cool. Like the, on their and he was like hey no face you need a home i yeah. need a helper <laughs> yeah that was great i wasn't expecting that like i was kind of expecting maybe like no face to like follow chihiro around like a lost puppy until mm. the end and maybe like there's like a scene of like chihiro be like no you can't follow me anymore yeah that, but no it was just like oh Chi like no face just staying there yeah that's the other thing is you're kind of waiting for the moment <laughs> where like the the main character and the side character team up yeah. and hang out for a while. And that never happens because it's just like, oh, there's Haku and Chihiro like hang out for a while, but then he has to go because he's got stuff to do. And then she hangs out with like the one girl that uh, that she cleans Lynn. stuff with. Yeah. And then from there, it's it's a no face and everything. And so it constantly changes, which is a cool like adventure thing and also just a cool like we don't just throw in the sidekick character, sidekick character that people can relate to, well, and have him go through the story with her. Right, and, and they didn't do the big deal. Oh, I have to say goodbye to all my friends. Haku's literally, I will see you later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they didn't emphasize it. The one thing I thought was weird at first, but now thinking about it, I think it's cool. They didn't do what all di modern Disney movies do now. They didn't show like an after story thing. It's yeah, just, it's done. Yeah, she visited the spirit world. She learned her lesson. She learned valuable things, met new people, saved her family, and then she went back home. Yep. There wasn't no she's back home at like a week later or something. And then Haku just like shows up at her door. Yeah, there wasn't none of that. It was just like we can picture what happens afterwards. And, and there happy. was no like big villain moment, like comeuppance or anything like Yababa is still in charge <laughs> of the thing. The only thing that happened was Haku is freed from his like uh, possession right. thing by her. So she can't control him anymore. That was another and thing that I liked as far as a theme is this use the theme of 
and I mean, I used over trope is love can be something and conquer something, but they didn't make treat it as like some like romance thing. It was literally, yeah, you can love somebody as like a friend or yeah. like a sibling or just somebody that's been there for you and try to help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of when I first when they first mention Haku and Chihiro and somebody mentions like, oh, yeah, it must the magic spell must be broken because of love I'm yeah like, oh no they're just doing the <laughs> of course the only male character no, in the show yeah. it like was literally an analogy of just compassion yeah yeah Ch- haku was the only one that like gave chihiro any attention in like that whole world yeah, yeah. she's huh. the only he's the only and one it was also him. it was also mentioned like why is uh chihiro trying to save haku like why is she going on this big yeah. trip to like save him yeah and it's like you don't understand it's just because she she cares about him yeah exactly and Which so I, I thought was a that's the thing that kind of gets me as with movies anymore is like they everyone has this like single file lying idea that love is supposed to be oh that's the person i'm with my entire life no it's like there's compassion there's kindness there's generosity like there's yeah so many other aspects of you know, love, and it's like this show touched on one that was a that's not really acknowledged anymore because, really, I mean, as bad as it might sound, like it, there's very little compassion in people anymore, and they mm-hmm. don't really get the concept. Yeah, and when people think about love, they just focus on the romance or the sexual kind. Yeah, it's also a more complicated story, whereas you could just say, "Good guy, bad guy. Good guy beats bad guy." You know, yep. look yeah. at the good guy, look at the bad guy. Be a good guy, don't be bad guy. And it's like, it's so instead of giving characters dimension, Daryl. Yeah, sad. it was cool too. It's like you could. It was cool how they did it because again, like how some characters were themes. Like they played in that thing of every spirit has its own nature, it has yeah. its own yeah purpose and function that it runs on. Like the river spirit being polluted because he's a river spirit trying to protect his river right exactly it's kind of like when chihiro is going to the hotel the first time you're you're kind of expecting everyone to be against her because they want to eat her and whatever but like half of them just don't even care it's just like whatever only time they really mention her being eaten is one of the whole i think it's he's like the hotel like manager or something like resource guy or something like that uh, he's just like, yeah. oh, I, he's talking to Lynn when Lynn's trying to get her to the top. Mm-hmm. He's like, I smell something and it smells yummy. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's just this fried lizard. Yeah. Like when she's just trying to. Fried find... newt. Yeah, fried <laughs> newt when she's trying to hide your hero. Okay. The the other best character, because he is just the chat of characters, is the radish spirit. Because <laughs> he's. The radish spirit was great. Don't look at him and he's just like, yeah. yeah. Helps her up the <laughs> elevator. <laughs> that whole thing, too, is like, so. It was such a small moment, but I love moments like this in animated shows. He gets to his floor. He looks. He's like, yep, this is the right floor. Hits the button to the top. Takes her, makes sure she gets all the way to the top, and then just lets her out. Yeah. Yeah. Like bow to and then her just bow, back. And then just went back down. I mean, that's probably more because it's a Japanese film and it's more honorable and stuff. Yeah, but I think it was just the thing. Radish Spirit, I think, was just in general from the a very oh. kind. Yeah, he seemed yeah. like a very kind person. It's also kind of like just like a head nod or like a high five kind of thing. Like a bow is super like yeah. casual. Oh no, but like too. the fact that but he like, like went with her all the yeah, way. Yeah, so going. so him yeah. just being like this is very like good he hug. saw the whole yeah. conversation with Lynn like trying to hide your hero and stuff. Yeah, and he was just like, eh, whatever. I'll just make sure she gets to the top. <laughs> um, any dislikes of this movie? The smallest complaint I have is the ending just felt a tad too rushed. Okay. Like, it felt like we had the conversation between Yababa and Haku, where Yababa realizes that Chihiro went to her sister. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we're like Leaving. 20 minutes later, we're back. Everybody's back together. She wins the trial thing. Yeah. It's done. I kind of wish they maybe would have spanned that out just a little but bit. But here's more. the here's I the thing. Here's that, the yeah. nice part about that. By doing that, they pull you away from the world, and it's a kind of world where it's cozy enough. You want to go back. You don't, you don't want to leave it. Like, yeah. It it's it's weird to say it with a story. But it's like a book. 
you start getting towards the end of the book is like, no, I love everything here. I don't want to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could see like one more short scene of, of something. Like, I feel like it was a good ending still, but I, I do kind of. He should have it. said, go- actually said goodbye to Lynn and the boiler. Dude. Yeah. that that Especially the boiler dude, because he became like a He's grandpa. He's awesome. Yeah. I love the boiler dude. The boiler dude reminds me of like a dark, a lot of stuff in this movie actually reminded me of like Dark Souls. He oh, just yeah. felt like a Smith from Dark Souls kind of like vibe where he's yeah. just like chilling there and it's like well, I gotta doing his thing. His name because he was a cool character. Uh, Kami, Kama G. Kamaji. Kamaji. See, I, I liked him because he starts out as get out of here. I'm not going to give you a job. Yeah. I don't have anything for you. And then he gets after her for helping the sprites. But it's like then you see like even though it's not really shown much like She's kind of made a little bit of a friendship with her, especially like the part where she like passes out in the boiler room. Like that scene was amazing. He, yeah, he just like covered her up and tucked it, her. In. It wasn't nothing big. Like again, it was like the elevator scene. Just sees her passed out, and he's like, just puts pillow over. Her. Yeah, yeah. Well, and she did make friends there too, because like all those sprites and stuff, and um, Kamaji like hid all her like human yeah. clothing, yeah. And stuff there for her. Like he was never against her, but. Yeah. And like helped her out and got her like the ticket for the train to go see Zaniba. Mm-hmm. So it's like that. I have two complaints, I guess. That part, she didn't say goodbye to Kamaji or, yeah. or Lynn because they actually saved her butt several times. <laughs> yeah. And that, although at the same time, they were always like, go get out of here. Yeah. And, um, Oh, my only other minor complaint, because I'm pretty sure it was CGI is the part where the river spirit goes, like pops out of the water. And the water rings look like they're like CGI or like the water spout. Oh, mm. I guess that was a little weird. Yeah, it was I CGI. I remember. I don't think they could have done it to look very good if they hadn't have done it. But it, that's my one and only complaint because of the fact of the sheer quality control that whole movie had. Other yeah. than the water spirit, I don't know why because I've seen it before. Scared the crap out of me when it first popped on. I'm like, I don't remember there being a floating skull. That was a little odd. <laughs> yeah, I um, think it was more because my niece was right there oh, with yeah. me and I seen her like jump a little bit. <laughs> but the water spout and the fact she didn't say goodbye to Kamaji. Yeah. Well, and I, I feel like in a way she did say goodbye to Kamaji. Yeah, when she, she left for the trip. She said goodbye to everybody. Yeah, she yeah. said goodbye to all of them. But I could see like a final moment of just like saying goodbye and thank you to the people that helped her. And, and not even to fit in the cliche of a movie. I mean, if somebody like saved my butt multiple times yeah, demons and spirits and just like basically gave me like a little shelter, like, hey, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, in a way, she didn't have time to either because yeah. she was just like, where's my parents? And Haku's like, well, they already left. Like, you got to go meet up with them. Yeah. It is also cool how at the beginning of the movie, everyone's like, ah, humans going to join us. And then by the ev- end of the movie, like everybody really likes yeah. her because of the things she did. Well, yeah. She saved them all from no face. Yeah. She saved them all from no face. She <laughs> saved them all spirit. from the stink spirit yeah. that, that was just a, a dragon. Um. Yeah, I don't really have any dislikes. The only thing I can say is if you're gonna let kids watch it, and I don't know anymore. Yeah. The there's the one scene where Haiku's um coming back to the bathhouse and has all those little paper wards attacking him. Yeah. Yeah. That got pretty bloody. That got bloody. It's very bloody. Yeah. It's not anime level of gore bloody, but it is like there's blood splatter. And she gets blood on herself. And then, like, the blood it's, across the window. Yeah, yeah. He is, like, he is spitting out blood and stuff. Because, yeah, he's injured. It's not as much, like, violent blood. It's it, more it's of just, like... It's to show you what's going he's on. He's injured, and so wherever... It's kind of like if, a, if, like, an animal got, like, hit by a car and then ran into your house. Like, yeah. it's just... It's it's messy and, and it kind of shows how bad it is, and but it is pretty bloody. That's not points. a complaint. That's more a warning for any of those parents out there that actually like care about that kind of stuff. If yeah, parents that listen to this podcast and take our advice for watching stuff. Well, even like if you're gonna show your family this, like if you want an anime movie to show your family, if you have like little siblings that are, I would say like seven and under, or grandma yeah. that's squeamish about everything, or grandma that's squeamish about yeah. everything, just like be careful that there's a blood scene. There's some blood and uh, some like probably scary images, like the. Uh, Let's not the, forget the heads that go. Oi. Yeah, there's the heads oh, that I love just the like heads that go, I do too. <laughs> just oi. That was like my. Oi. 
Like that guy, those guys and the radish guys were like my favorite spirit. And she, it, they're kind of like, it was a little unnerving at first because you didn't know what their deal was. Yeah. And then like, they're like jumping around Sen and she's kind of like freaking out. And then by the end, they're just like, they've just been chilling. They, they morphed into Poe, the baby. Yeah, the baby and just started eating stuff. Yeah, which is- and then the witch is like, wait a second. And then they like turn back into three heads and just roll away. The witch was great. I'd say if you're worried about like stuff being scary, no face is kind of creepy yeah. with the fact he just like blatantly just eats people. Yeah. Yeah, that was he eats three people and it's not like it's gruesome or bloody and they actually are alive in the yeah, end. They, yeah, Max. it's um, just creepy. I do like this scene. Yeah. One of my, I'm kind of jumping back. We already talked about our favorite scenes. But I forgot about this. Like One of my favorite scenes is like when he's chasing after Chihiro, no faces, and he spits out the frog and the sp- frog lands in the water. He's just like, oh, OK, and just swims <laughs> <Yeah>. away. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, we can go over if there's any more favorite like specific moments. I've already talked about all my You've already talked about yours. Do you have any yeah. specific moments? My favorite, I think, is where she first meets Kamaji. Like that whole like thing of her begging for the job and then like hel- helping the um soot sprites and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Just, I, I really, really enjoyed her. The soot sprites has been one of my favorite scenes. The um the very, very beginning where she's just wandering through like the uh, carnival like area mm-hmm. with all the like booths and stuff. The switch, because it's a really it's a pretty slow start of the movie. Um, oh, that's one of my likes I forgot to mention is how she doesn't get in trouble. It's her parents that just wanted to do this. Yeah. Like I like that that where it's not like she did something wrong, she gets punished and has to learn her lesson. It's just she's stuck in this situation and she has to deal See, with it. That's my thing where it's like I, I was a little confused when people like thought that the character was bratty because to me she seemed like she was a, a character that was overly responsible for her age yeah like, like she didn't know how to enjoy herself at yeah all. like she's fearful of of situations consequences and yeah stuff. and situations that she which yeah. I, I guess plays in that analogy of fear of being yeah afraid of everything she's so afraid of everything that she didn't want to do anything mm-hmm. yeah yeah but um uh yeah favorite moments was even like right after that where she where she comes back and they're pigs but just the the switch because it was so slow up to that moment where there's just like they drive on the road they go down this path they walk through a tunnel and it's like it's pretty slow paced of them going and chihiro not wanting to then they find the one place that there's food and they start eating and then suddenly it just flips and it like turns to night all the spirits are out and just the animation goes from like very simple like this is a country, you know, yep. side to just like everything crazy, bizarre characters and just like the um, you got shadow spirits, the shadow like spirits. the boat comes yeah. on and like the shadow spirits, like they're just masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also they get on land and they turn yeah, into like they, full spirits and yeah. stuff like that. Like it's so cool. And then she starts to like disappear, which is a really cool like visual yeah. effect. Um, like the living world and the spirit world can't mix until like they literally mix by her eating yeah food eating the food like which is just such a, like a a, a ran like there's no real purpose for that later in the story it's no. just no, but if, this if, is how the world works and it, it's such a cool moment fits with how kind of from from what i've read of stuff it fits how japanese folklore is because there's a lot of times where it's like certain things fit just to the situation or the story okay yeah yeah and, and it's then, like it, it definitely like you could kind of feel it's like they're okay they're pulling from like folklore yeah like then the, there's the flying like uh, uh i don't know if it's yubaba or if it's oh that bird head yeah, yeah it, i think it's her like bird. i think it's her familiar. yeah i think it's her bird thing yeah and that's flying around so there's like a lot of like tension and interesting stuff going on all of a sudden i really liked that moment all right i think this is a good way to I think we're ready to wrap this up. I think so. So one by one, not like a long drawn out thing, but just a very. Okay, so say if we're going to turn this into a YouTube short, (laughs) what's like your two or maybe three sentences at most, like overall thought of the movie? We'll start with Wheeze. Okay, it is a great movie. It's very trippy and uh if you love animation you'll love it but if if you're not into like very weird like 
folklore kind of style of show, you probably won't like it as much. Yep. How about you? I'd say it's a cozy paranormal adventure. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, to me, it felt like uh, reliving my childhood watching early Disney movies, but like with the Japanese folklore that I like. And it had just like a great overall pacing and ending. One of the description I thought of while watching this is that it's existential happiness. It like, feels like it, it feels like you, you go through the movie kind of exp- like the visuals and stuff kind of makes you feel like existentialism but usually it's like existential dread and this movie is like doesn't make you dread at the same time it's like weird existential happiness in my in my short time of watching anime movies this is the first anime movie i i still cried at the end some for some <laughs> stupid reason but i was happy see yeah. I, I was sitting there haggard half beard put down my tankard of ale and like it's been done i finally <laughs> made it to the end the pat has been sealed. <laughs> <laughs> the curse is broken. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a. I think overall, I can speak for everybody. It's it's a great movie. Yeah, it's yes, a it nearly is. perfect movie. It might not be your style, but it is like I don't know. I I I almost got my dad talked into watching it with me and my niece. It was just he was busy that day. He wanted to watch it, but yeah. it was like halfway I am through. going to force slash convince my family to watch this. Yeah, like I. Th- as somebody, they know I like anime. They know that, like, my sisters watch anime with me. My brother's into anime a little bit. But my family, my parents specifically, aren't sure what anime is. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the perfect thing to show them. This is anime. I'm I, totally not a shut-in-basement dweller. Right. I mean, this really isn't my style of show, and it's no, a it's really not. good yeah. movie. So I think that's why even I like if you it. Don't this like is it. my style. Yeah, even if this isn't your style, you would probably really like it because it is nearly a perfect movie. I don't know how you could make it much better. I would say, and I don't know what probably is, but in a list of, I guess, like animated movies that could make history, this would be one of them of like, it's an epitome of what animators. The funny part is we're the ones that are watching this 22 years later. (laughs) It has (laughs) made made history. Oh, it has. Okay. (laughs) Well, it. It was the biggest, <coughs> excuse me, I have a cold. Uh, it was the biggest animated film from Japan until two years ago. Oh, yeah. This no, is... what I mean is like, you know how there's those certain like, say, like a Disney movie or something like that, that there it's like by history. I mean, like there are those ones that you have to see them at some point in your life. Well, this yeah, is... this is the, yeah. the movie you have to see. This, this is this is this is the Cinderella of Ghibli films. I would yeah. Say. This is widely considered one of, if not the best animated movie of all time. Yeah. Okay. Like it's really, if, if you just look up like general, like animated movie, like top lists, this will usually be like actually like for month. my list of overall anime, this is in the top five now. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. So yeah, that's our review of spirited away. If you liked this and want more Baka reviews, uh, we might have more episodes by the time you listen to this. Maybe not. Maybe you're listening to this as it came out, but let us know if there's any other shows or movies you'd like us to review. We'll probably start with movies, but we might eventually watch a show and review it in parts. Yeah. Um, If you too are trapped in a spirit bathhouse, just tell them to like and subscribe. (laughs) Like and subscribe. Uh, Why don't you leave in the comments, like, what is your initial thoughts of Spirited Away? Did you watch it as a child? And we're like, just watch as a child didn't mean much to you at the time, then rewatched it and it had like a bigger impact on you? Or, yeah, like, did you watch it as an adult and like cry like I did because it felt (laughs) like my childhood? It's a beautiful story. Yeah, we're available on all the podcast podcast platforms. (laughs) Check out Baka Talk, search online, you'll find us. I think that's it for us. All right, see you all later. Jam meow. Good night, everybody.